How's she going, eh? Uh, pretty good, because it's Friday, eh? Thank God it's Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. Yes, it is indeed Friday, 25 February 2021. This is the Truth Hurts program, and I'm your magnanimous host, Steve Z. Let's get right to business, shall we? The times they are a changing. Remember G.I. Joe and G.I. Jane? Remember Barbie, Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head? Remember Superman, Aquaman, Spider Man? How about Wonder Woman, Batgirl, and all the Disney princesses? How about kitchen sets for girls and toolboxes for boys? What about colors? Blue, red, pink? You know, that is so last year. Introducing the new gender-neutral line of toys from all of your favorite toy makers. Because now identifying as a male or a female is somehow offensive to the rest of the world. According to a statistic released yesterday on ABC News, 5.4% of Americans identify as either lesbian, gay, transgender, bisexual, or one of the other alphabets that have come out to identify the 57 so-called genders in our nation. Newsflash, asshats, there are only two genders, period. XX and XY chromosomes are the identifying markers of whether a person is a male or a female. That's just science. It's biology. It's reality. Oh, but not to some folks, right? Now, I'm 57 plus years of age, and I never, ever, ever remember any of my relatives. Not mom, not dad, not grandma, not grandpa, not uncle this one or aunt that one whoever once said that a little girl could not play with a G.I. Joe or those little green plastic army men. Oh, now they're army figures. Excuse me. Hasbro, the toy company who makes G.I. Joe, and G.I. Jane, for that matter, has now decided that's wrong. So I guess it's wrong for any man to be a man and any woman to be a woman now? We have to cancel them altogether? Instead of just simply introducing G.I. Pat, the new gender-neutral toy from Hasbro, they thought it would be better to cancel G.I. Joe completely. He's too masculine, too male, too macho. And to cancel G.I. Jane entirely, because she too expresses fitness and masculinity in the female form. The folks at Hasbro now have a gender-neutral, androgynous-looking, who knows what the hell it is. They don't want you to know that this thing was born with a penis or a vagina. Oh, no, no, that would be wrong. The new G.I. Pat will be marketed later this year and will replace the G.I. Joe dolls. How about Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head? No more. You can't have the term Mr. or Mrs. or even Ms. The company who manufactures the Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head toy line is now changing it to Potato Head. Yes, they filled in that bottom hole so that no one can ever install a mustache, a nose, or any other body part between the legs of the former Mr. or Mrs. Potato Head again. Remember the first time you undressed Barbie? No vagina, just a blank spot down there, right? 
There was no penis on G.I. Joe, and there never will be. The toy makers of the nation have lost their collective minds, and they've decided, apparently, it's high time we stop thinking pink for girls, blue for boys, and, of course, actual male or female action figures. And it's way too expensive to develop 57 different gender-specific G.I. whatevers for each one of the so-called 57 new genders. So the best way to make everyone happy, they think, is to gender-neutralize iconic toys and make all toys non-gender. So here's my idea. The all-new toy line includes all gray toys because pink and blue is definitely bad. Making dolls in black or white or Asian or Hispanic or Indian? Well, that would just be offensive. And shapely girl dolls are offensive to fat girls, just as in-shape male action figures are offensive to androgynous male nerdy boys. The new toys are out, and you're not going to like them if you're a normal American person. Introducing Gray Block-ish, the new cubic-like mass of polypropylene resin made from recycled ocean waste bottles. It's the toy of the future. What does it do? Nothing. It's actually not even a cube because the actual shape of an actual cube might be offensive where otherwise shaped figures of the world are concerned. After all, Mother Nature never made anything square or cubical. And all the beautiful eggs in the world are not circles. They're like snowflakes. No two are ever alike. So if you want to be a good parent, here is Steve Z's list of a few things you need to do if you ever think about having children. Or if you are unfortunate enough to have already had children and began their journey down the wrong path to gender identity. Rule number one. If you find out you are pregnant, never, ever refer to that unviable tissue mass in your uterus as a baby, or even as a he or a she, or even the fact that it is a live, living, growing human being. That would, of course, offend people who think it's okay to kill that viable tissue mass the moment it is conceived, all the way till five minutes after it's actually born. Sure, it has eyes, nose, mouth, Heartbeat, working body parts, arms and legs and livers and kidneys and spleens. It doesn't matter. To those people, it can never be referred to as a tiny, teeny-weeny little baby in the womb. Rule number two, if you have the urge to find out the gender of your child in utero, you know, male or female, you will be offending any number of the 55 other genders. So that would be wrong. Why would you want to do a gender reveal when the child has not decided what gender it wishes to be? Rule number three, if you have successfully delivered a living baby from your body and the doctor has the audacity to pronounce the thing alive, please, please do not allow the doctor to insult the newborn by assigning one of the two binary genders like male or female. When the baby's born, Congratulations, Mrs. Smith. There's a penis dangling there. So your child might be a boy. Of course, he could be a non-gendered humanoid life form who happens to have a penis hanging there. 
This is what our nation is coming to. Oh, sorry, I need to make a correction. According to dudeasks.com, how many genders are there in 2020? The list of genders now identified, number 112. I know it's boring as hell, but I might have to do another program and name all of the 112 now identified so-called genders out there. Back to the list of rules. When going to a paint store or any home furnishings and home decor store, never ever buy paint, clothing, furniture, anything in any other color than gray. Gray is neutral and will not stereotype your offspring into some society-focused improper process. Number five, if anyone dares to address your offspring as anything other than it, you, or child, you should reprimand those individuals strongly right in front of your offspring. If they dare to call your child a cute little girl or a handsome young boy, you should reprimand them out loud, publicly, and shame them if possible for daring to identify your child. Rule number six, never dress your child in any gender identifying clothing and make sure that the haircut is the old Asian style bowl cut, just over the ears, cut across the forehead, and never longer than the bottom of the neck. All children's haircuts should be identical and should not ever portray any likeness to any specific male or female binary gender trap. Number seven, make sure no matter how non-binary your child might feel about their gender, there are always going to be some cisgendered normals out there acting like tyrants, trying to convince you that there are only two genders, and they'll actually insult you by using real, actual science to argue their point. You know, XX and XY chromosomes, penises and vaginas. You as a parent have a responsibility to end that immediately. And number eight, not necessarily a gender topic, but this one is very important for new parents. Never, ever, ever buy any new item for your offspring if you can possibly obtain a used or recycled item of similar quality. If you must buy something new, you have a duty to Mother Earth to make sure that that new item is made from 100% recycled other people garbage. These are the eight rules for making sure your child grows up without the bindings, the restrictions, the handcuffs of gender binaryism. See how ridiculous that sounds, everybody? Do you? Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program. As part of the sweeping reassessment of all things favorable to cops or anything that might possibly upset the AA 13% hyphenated Blafrican American minority, the latest target is to cancel anything pro-police, including your tiniest tots cartoon shows. The latest target, of course, was Paw Patrol. It's a television children's program featuring dogs of all types of different occupations. 
Now, the fact that the dogs have jobs at all should be offensive to certain minority groups who feel they should never have to work because their great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandpappy might have possibly been a slave in the United States. Children's television programming like Paw Patrol have been ordered to modify their programs to remove any subject matter that shows police or other first responders as good guys or heroes. After the death of the criminal thug George Floyd, TV programs like Cops and Live PD were canceled immediately. Just done. You're finished. You can't show that anymore because the majority of those television programs showed AA 13% minorities committing crimes at a proportionate, not disproportionate, but at a proportionate number. In other words, those programs told the truth about the excessively high rate of crimes being committed by AA 13% hyphenated American minorities. There were way more black folks caught in the act of committing crimes than white folks, even though black folks make up only 13% of the population. The black African American community was outraged at the fact that the facts were being shown. They called it racism, and they claimed, without any proof, just the allegation, they claimed that the producers of these shows were only filming black crimes and that they were ignoring white crimes. I know two of the producers of Live PD personally, and they said, no, we listened to the police scanners, and whatever it is, it could be a robbery, it could be a speeding ticket, it could be someone calling the cops to check for little Fluffy that got caught in a storm drain. Whatever cop is in that car with the camera crew that takes the call is what they would film. That's why they'd say, okay, we've got something going on right now, Macon, Georgia, Let's go to Deputy Ronald. Deputy Ronald, what do you have? We're en route to a robbery in progress right now. There's no information on the suspect or anything. We just know that a convenience store on Dunwoody Drive is being robbed at this moment. So they stay with him. And sure as hell, when he gets there, there's a double-A, 13% hyphenated American minority wielding a gun trying to rob the convenience store. Nothing about that could possibly have been set up. It was a police 911 call. The camera crew was in the cop car, and 9 out of 10, it was a minority committing the crime. So they canceled those shows completely. And then there's the big screen. Well, the small screen now, because all the big screens are still locked down, right? Remember, they canceled Gone with the Wind? That's basically history, folks, and they canceled it. Why? Because they had some slaves up in now. We can't be showing that. The double standard, of course, is alive and well. When a movie theater shows a historical document like Gone with the Wind, it's bad. But black folks seem to want to bring up slavery every time they want something handed to them. Double standard. Anything that vaguely references America's past, anything that remotely paints a AA 13% hyphenated American minority as anything other than an intelligent, well-spoken, clean, upstanding citizen or hero is simply being canceled in the name of racism. racism. The cancel culture is so pervasive that in the last few years, being white, being a law-abiding, Christian, married, heterosexual 
male or female, of a binary male or female gender, is now being identified as a bad thing. Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head being replaced with the non-gendered Potato Head is just the beginning. Same mustache, same hairdos, same outfits. Just remove the Mr. or the Mrs. from the box, and in the cancel culture's eyes, you got a winner. G.I. Joe, G.I. Jane, gone. Replaced with G.I. Pat, the non-gendered androgynous action figure. But it comes with a pink flak vest. Shame, shame. It should be gray or tan. That's what the military wears. Not pink. Lego canceled the Lego City Police Station set. The Lego Action Police Highway set. NASCAR was used and abused, both with the lie about the fake noose in the Bubba Wallace garage and all the rebel flags being banned at NASCAR events. You are being brainwashed. And if you dare point out the fact that there is an obvious effort towards steering the sheeple into one direction only, non-gender, race-neutral, unless it's glorifying the AA 13% crowd, the entire steering of the American culture, if you deny that that is happening, then you're a racist. You're a homophobe. You're a transphobe. And it's not just movies. It's not just television shows. It's not just the changing of toys. There are news articles all over the web right now pushing to make people think you're evil for calling someone Mr. or Mrs. or Miss. Personal pronouns themselves are now considered evil and should be wiped from the face of the earth. Burn any books that contain any reference to gender or slavery or anything that makes whites look like they were in control of something at any point in our history. Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn, gone. Banned or censored. Uncle Tom's Cabin, gone forever. And also, these reportedly banned books throughout different school systems in America, To Kill a Mockingbird, The Catcher in the Rye, Slaughterhouse-Five, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Blazing Saddles, Lord of the Flies, Animal Farm, and we know why that one's being canceled, because it describes exactly what is going on right now with our attempt to make socialism the rule of the day. The Scarlet Letter, 1984 by George Orwell. Now there's a history book that was written before 1984, and it's proving more and more to be true each and every day. Fahrenheit 451, Lady Chatterley's Lover. George by Alex Gino. It's been hidden to avoid controversy because it has LGBTQIA plus content. It has a transgender character because schools and libraries should never put a book in a child's hand that requires discussion for sexual references because parents might say, this is wrong, Johnny. You're a boy. You have a penis. This is wrong, Susie. You're a girl. You have a vagina. Penises go into vaginas. The action results sometimes in a baby being put into the womb of the female. It's science. It's reality. And it should be banned. The book Beyond Magenta, A Transgender Teen Speaks Out has been banned, as it should be. It's sexually explicit and very heavily biased. 
A Day in the Life of Marlon Bundo by Jill Twiss has been challenged and vandalized in libraries because it also makes people think, why do I have a penis? I should have a vagina, right? I should be a girl, but I was a boy, so I'm cursed, or vice versa. Harry Potter's series by J.K. Rowling being banned in many, many school systems because it discusses magic or witchcraft or it contains curses and spells and it shows characters that use nefarious means to attain their goals. There's also a ban on The Handmaid's Tale for profanity, vulgarity, and sexual overtones. But books like I Am Jazz and Tango Makes Three, Prince and Knight, Sex is a Funny Word, those LGBTQRSTUVWXYZITIAOC39 dollar sign ampersand books. The LGBTQ crowd is going nuts because some schools have banned those books because they promote lesbianism, gayism, transgenderism, multigenderism, aberrant, unnatural behavior amongst human beings. And there's an outcry. Those books should be allowed because you're censoring all the books about gays and transgenders and that's not fair. Look in the mirror. If you're going to censor Tom Sawyer because he uses the N-word once or twice, then all these other books need to be banned as well. Just my opinion. You can't have it both ways. But in America, these days, the minority seems to be ruling the majority by dangling one or two key dog whistle words racism homophobia and that my friends is a true true definition of why this nation is headed for defeat 240 something plus years of a great existence as the world's greatest superpower gone with the flip of a switch We'll be right back. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program. Drivers, drivers, drivers! This Saturday night, under the lights at the all-new Ivanka Motors Mega Maxi Truck Center, you can be one of the first people in America to witness the all-new 2022 Kingfish Guzzler 350 pickup truck. This bad boy comes stock from the factory with 48-inch alloy wheels, Mudmaster Mudder 8500 series tires, four-wheel drive, 12-speed military-grade transmission, 411 gearing, 28-inch lift, hydraulic bed, and the awesome new 12-cylinder triple-turbo diesel annihilator high-torque motor. The all-new Kingfish Guzzler 350 truck features 1,250 horsepower and a whopping 999 pound-feet of torque. Towing? Not a problem. The beast of the road can tow up to 38,000 pounds of whatever the hell you want. Built-in twin radar and laser detectors front and rear, a police scanner, deep tinted windows, and the ability to roll coal for three entire city blocks. This truck is just what real men want and what America needs. Lesbians are also invited. Best of all, this bad boy gets an incredible seven miles to the gallon on the highway, four in the city, and who gives a damn when you're off-road? The all-new for 22, Kingfish Guzzler 350 from Ivanka Motors. Drive one today and be the king of the road. Joe Biden must be excited this morning. 
He's being let out of the basement on his leash with his lovely wife, Dr. Jill Biden, holding the other end of the leash. Gropey Joe Biden is going to Texas today, more than a week, well more than a week after the weather got cold. Yes, they didn't want to take the frail, old, feeble, senile man to Texas while the weather was cold. And now that Texas is basking in the upper 70s to low 80s, Gropey Joe Biden is going to take a ride on Air Force One with his wife and his team in tow. And he's going to look at the, what the hell's he going to look at? The snow, the ice, it's all melted, it's all gone. He might go into a house or two that's pre-planned, I'm sure, a 13% double-A hyphenated American house, or maybe a Hispanic Latino house, and look at some ceilings that are damaged from a few frozen pipes. People should have insulated your attics. He's going to go on Air Force One. That's his job. He's the President of the United States, so that's his right. And when Senator Ted Cruz, the Republican, wanted to take a ride at save some money for the taxpayers, Joe Biden's team said, uh-uh, you ain't be allowed on no Air Force One. Group of Joe Biden don't like you, so you can't get on no Air Force One. So when Ted Cruz needs to go home today, which he should do, he's the senator from that state, it is customary, it's traditional, it is expected of him, he will have to book a flight, just like you or I would. He would have to get on a flight, and he will have to charge that flight to you, the taxpayers. Oh, he could simply sit on one of the very many open and available seats on Air Force One, but Gropey Joe said, uh-uh, you can't get on a plane. Take your own flight. Who cares if it costs the taxpayers some more money? We don't want you on our plane. Hey, they could have at least let him on the plane and made him sit at the back of the plane. We could call him Rosa Cruz, or we could call him Ted Parks. It's just a thought. The unity that Joe Biden claimed he wanted for the United States of America, he flushed that the moment he took the oath of office. There has been absolutely no attempt at unity, only vengeance, only retribution, and only a never-ending, undying desire and effort to undo and vilify and demonize anything and anyone who identifies as a supporter of former President Donald Trump. Hey, Ma, Paul, it's been a good life here in the country. I've learned a lot about hard work and learning stuff and making money and earning my own way, earning my own living. But I've been watching a lot of kids my age. They done moved out to the big cities, and I'm thinking I'm going to give it a try. I'm thinking about going to San Francisco over in California where I can learn about life, about living, about all the things y'all can't possibly teach me here in the country. I'm going to head on out. I'll be in touch. Now, y'all be safe, okay? Three months later. Yo, Pops, can you, like, send me some money? Like, to the Western Union, down at the bus station here in San Fran? Like, I'm broke. Like, there ain't no jobs, and, like, I don't want to work anyhow. I mean, like, these people, like, taught me that working is, like, for stiffs and bumpkins, and living on the streets is pretty rad, too. I get to poop on the sidewalks, pee on buildings, and cop cars. We got some rich dude from some computer place that brought us some grub from this big party, but the food's all gone now, and I think I'm entitled to some help from you and mother. The weather's pretty cool, though, for winter. The cardboard box I'm crashing in is holding up pretty good, but I need some cash, like, because, you know, like, you owe me. I didn't ask to be brought into this world, after all. 
And y'all should at least respect the fact that I'm out here living on my own now. Hello? Hello? Pops? Paw? Hello? A good friend and colleague of mine the other day pointed out the fact that there seems to be a never-ending pool of fun-filled and crazy stories here on the Truth Hurts program. It's just what's going on in everyday life. I'm not saying anything here on this program that most of you are not already thinking. Oh, sure, I might put a funny twist on it now and then, but that's my sick mind. If you like what you hear, tell a friend, tell a relative, a coworker. We want to grow this program, of course. If you don't like what you hear, turn it off. Don't waste your time listening anymore. It's apparent that you do not possess the intelligence or the insight or the common sense to understand what we are doing here. You can shoot us a tweet at Hertz Program on Twitter, or you can look up and friend Steve Z, that's S-T-E-V-E-Z-E-E, on Facebook. Shoot us a message. If we like your suggestions or ideas, we may incorporate them in the program. If we don't like your suggestions or ideas, don't be offended. Not everybody's perfect. That's going to wrap up today's Friday morning edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Make it a great weekend, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. If you like what you hear, tell a friend. If you don't like what you hear, just stop listening. This program is protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. If our opinion or content offends you, we apologize, but we retract nothing. We do not own the rights to any pre-recorded audio presented during this episode. Those rights remain the intellectual property of the originators. This program is copyright 2021, the Truth Hurts Network. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program was produced in cooperation with Studio 63 and Steve Knight Productions. We'll see you next time.